0: All right, I want to welcome all of our campuses to the third week of our series entitled Welcome Home for Christmas. Come on, let's just welcome all those, man, live, Baton Rouge to Biloxi, now on our Atlanta campus, those men and women each week in the Orleans Justice Center, St. Tammany Parish Jail, as well as Hancock County Jail. Man, we're so honored to have all of you with us. So we are in a Christmas Series, man, I love this time of the year. I, I love everything about it. I I think I say that every week because uh, I really do. I really do, and I know you do too, by the way. I, I know, man, there's something about it. You could just see people out there excited and, and they're letting one another go and you no, know, in traffic. No, you go first. I'm just joking on that one. <laughs> that, that's going too far, right? I mean, no. The reality is, is that, you know, matter of fact, this week we were able to move back into our home. You know, we got some damage in Ida and we were so excited about that. We've got our tree, my little daughter, uh, she's, a, she's a Christmas present wrapper. She's 11 and she's just really good at it, you know, and I said, you know, what are you going to wrap? And so I brought a jacket for her brother and I said, I want you to make sure to wrap this. Oh yeah. You know, and I said, you know, you've got presents under there. And I said, I know. And I said, really, how do you know? She goes, cause I wrapped them. I said, well, you should know what they are. I won't tell you what they are. She goes, you don't have to. Mom did. Come on, mom. <laughs> work with me. Come on now. Work with me on that. You, you know, Christmas really is about gift giving. But not just what we give to others, but what God gives to us. Matter of fact, the tradition matter of gift giving goes all the way back. It goes, yes, it goes all the way back to that manger scene with, with Jesus. And and of course we know the story, and I'll be talking, by the way, I want to say to all the campuses. Think about who you can invite Christmas Eve. Some of our campuses have what I call Christmas Eve Eve services. We have some on Thursday, some on Friday. Again, check out the times. Great time. It's going to be an hour service. Candlelight, singing, Christmas. It's going to be a great time. But but I'll talk every year during this time about the shepherds and and the wise men. When you think about the wise men, the wise men actually brought three gifts. Matter of fact, when I was in sixth grade... Uh, we had a Christmas play, and I was one of the wise men, and I had to sing. We sang, My three little friends, thank God we didn't have cell phones back then. Can I have a witness? I mean, you know, they'd be just, there's little Stevie, you know. And I'll never forget, we, I sang it, you know, and, and, and we taught, each one of us had little gifts, and we, we would bring them, and it was so, so precious. The reality is, is that Christmas gift-giving has gone all the way back to the beginning. A matter of fact, it's funny. I, I, I like to tell jokes during this time of the year. And I, 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 this is a great one. You, you guys will like this. Speaking of wise men. Two old women were speaking of the Christmas story. And one said to the other, a virgin birth? I can believe. But finding three wise men? Impossible. Come on. <laughs> I didn't say it. Those three old ladies did. I, two, I just want to say it. So. Everybody say wise men. wise men. The giving of... Gifts. Christmas is not just the giving of gifts to one another, but it's it's what God has given us in Christ. If you haven't been here the last couple weeks, week one, I talked about the gift of peace that God gives us. And His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince. By the way, that's the Hebrew word Sar, which means Captain and Ruler. The Prince of what's that next word? Say it peace. Week one, we talked about the gift of peace. In a world that is broken and fractured, how much do we need peace right now? Last week, I talked about forgiveness. I talked about the gift of forgiveness. The whole reason why Christ left his home and he came to this earth was because our world is broken and we were all in desperate need of of forgiveness, of a fresh start, of of a new chance to be able to hope again. Today, I want to talk to you about another gift. It's close to peace, but it's different than peace. It's actually what the angel is saying. Joy to the world. Can everybody say that at the count of three? One, two, three, say it. Joy to the world. Think about that word joy. Now, a lot of times people get those confused. Peace, Peace is a sense of calm. Joy is an expression of glad feelings. By the way, a healthy home ought to have both of those a place where you can lower your guard and you can walk and live in peace, but also a place where there's laughter and there's happiness and joy. By the way, a healthy church should be a church filled with peace and joy as well. Joy and peace. This Christmas season, I was meditating on joy and that concept of joy. It's easy at times to Right off, joy is something that that's impossible, Pastor Steve. Only if all of my circumstances align, then I'll be joyful. The problem is, is the Bible says something different. Amen. Paul the Apostle says in First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16, here's what he says. Man, he, there's, there's no wiggle room. You guys ready? Here's what he says. Always. Everyone say always. always. Always be joyful. Wow. Always be joyful. If you look at that verse, after you've had a particularly rough week, it can tend to bug you, to be honest. Why is that? Because how often do we have all of our circumstances just wonderful and perfect, and it somehow positions us to quote, "be joyful"? And yet, and yet, the Bible says something different than that. The Bible does not say that our that our joy is dependent upon our circumstances. Last week, I went to uh, matter of fact, I spoke on Sunday. Woke up Monday. We I went to our Christmas. We had a Christmas luncheon at our, our new Atlanta campus, which is just wild and crazy how that thing all happened. A bunch of people in at Atlanta started watching us online during COVID and they asked if we'd come to a campus. I said, sure, we'll do it. And There's hundreds of people there now. And so we had this Christmas lunch and Pastor Randy and I went. And, and uh, then, then after that, I'm, I'm on a board of a, of a ministry there. Uh, many of you guys know John Maxwell and Equip, so we had a Christmas dinner that night, and then Tuesday morning, a, a board meeting, and then that night, I had the opportunity to be on a, a TV program, and it was really great, so there's a lot packed in there, and so I couldn't wait to get home, and, and so late Tuesday night, and then woke up Wednesday morning, and Wednesday morning, I was really excited I was super excited to be able to, you know, get all my devotions done. I, was gonna, I said, honey, let me br- I'm going to bring Annalise, switch back and forth. And I said, I'm going to bring Annalise to school. And I was excited to listen to this preaching tape that somebody sent me. And I was going to be inspired, encouraged. And if it was very powerful, I'd preach it. I wouldn't tell you who it was. I would just kind of take it. And no, I'm just joking. I, but I love listening. By the way, how I know mean, preachers need to be preached to. And I was so excited. I pulled up to the gym and, and I had my, my phone and I was looking down because somebody sent it to me and, and I could not find my, my, my little earbuds. I couldn't find them anywhere. And I was like, where are they? The devil took them. You know, I just didn't know what... <laughs> I'm serious. I was like, this is not, I was so excited. I was like, finally, I was like, okay, I'm wasting time. I had some, so I went in there, you know, and I'm just listening to everybody talk and I'm just doing treadmill. I'm working out weights. And, and so, and then I went home. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to pray. And I've worked out. I'm going to pray. And listen, I'm going to listen to that message later. I'm going to get some new little ear things. And so I'm in my backyard and I, and I have this patio in my backyard and I'm just walking around and I know this is church and I get to just say it because this was my, my moment. Here's my week. And I just walked around, and I started seeing—well, I started seeing dog stuff on my patio, and I just didn't know what was going on. I was like, "What is the deal with this? You know, and why? Why this? This is why is this? You know, because we have a yard. It's like those dogs are trained. We have actually two dogs. We have a multiplying dog ministry. I'd like <laughs> to just say, my wife has that, by the way. And and so 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 I was like, "Why is this? This is crazy. This, I mean, why why is this? You know, I've been gone for two years. and and I was like, whoa, uh oh." No. No. Now remember, I'm out there praying to connect with God. <laughs> so I can walk in peace. So I can be authentic and share peace with y'all. I mean, and I look, I went, oh no, no. My new new balance, tennis shoes. I went. In the mighty name of Jesus, no. Ah! So I took my shoe. And I looked at it, and I just threw it, not I didn't throw it. I, I thought to myself, this is ridiculous. Why is this on here? And then I thought to myself, I'm responsible for cleaning the patio. But I was still upset. I didn't. I didn't get to listen to my message. It surely my prayer life was short-circuit in that moment. And I had to walk out and prepare a message on joy. Can I have a witness in God's house? Can I? No, yeah, that was a good illustration. That really happened. So I know what some of you guys are thinking. Oh, Pastor Steve, you know, everything always works well in your life. No, it doesn't. But what I found, I've walked with Jesus over 30 years, is that joy is a choice. Joy is a choice. The Holy Spirit was given to you and I... When we got born again, when we got born again, our sins weren't just forgiven, but but we were also watches not only cleansed with the blood of Christ, but we were given the gift, the gift of the Holy Spirit, and in the Holy Spirit. Matter of fact, the nine fruits of the Spirit—that's evidence of the Spirit's work in your life. One of which is joy. Galatians chapter five, verse twenty-two. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, and what's that next one? Joy. joy. Peace is calm. Joy is an expression. Of glad feelings, there's a, there's, a, uh, there's a decision that we make. Sometimes it's hard because of what's going on in life to express joy. Why? Because sometimes the bad things that shouldn't happen in our lives. Sometimes just bad things happen. Now, sometimes we have bad things that happen in our lives as a consequence of poor decisions. We all do. I do, you do. And so we reap a harvest, right? We make a poor choice and we reap a, well, an unpleasant consequence an unpleasant harvest but sometimes sometimes negative things happen in our lives independent of our choices sometimes because of other people's choices and sometimes it's because we live in a broken world and oh I would like to say as your pastor that everything is gonna you you become a Christ follower you follow Jesus that it's always going to work out but it just it just doesn't always and there are some things that happen so sometimes sometimes it's tough to express joy because the bad things that shouldn't have happened Number two, sometimes it's the good that doesn't happen. Sometimes good things we want to happen, well, sometimes they just don't happen. Well, they happen in somebody else's life, but, but, but why didn't they happen in my life? And I prayed about it, and I believed it. It didn't, it didn't quite work out that way. By the way, the reality is we live in an imperfect, broken world, and that is actually the stage that Jesus Christ came into this world. He came into a broken, messed up world. And that's where the birth of Christ happened, in Bethlehem. He didn't come to a perfect world. Matter of fact, when you got saved, he didn't come to a perfect life. He came to a broken life. He's come to a broken world. In other words, he specializes in improving broken situations. But he comes into brokenness. So if you're broken, you're a candidate. You're a candidate for Christ to come. In other words, all of us would like things to happen that don't happen. We would want things sometimes to not happen that actually do happen. But that's okay because joy can happen right in the midst of it. That's the message of Christmas. I love teaching through the Christmas story. I'll do more of it this week. Matter of fact, I'm going to talk about the mystery of the incarnation. I'm going to talk about a collision My Christmas Eve message is going to be called a divine collision. What does that have to do with the Bible? A lot. You'll find out. I love talking through. You know, as a pastor, you know, you get an Easter. It's like, okay, how many different ways am I going to say the Easter story? Okay, you get around Christmas. How many different ways? What I love about the Christmas story is there's a lot actually attached to it. And there's a group that I'm often drawn to, and that's the shepherds. And the reason why is because they were the people, listen to me, You ever felt like, man, why me, God, and I shouldn't be, and I would be last, and man, I never really, I'm not that attractive, I'm not that talented, I'm not that. Listen, if that's you, if you feel that way at any level about yourself, you qualify to potentially be a shepherd. The shepherds, you know, you would think, listen, if you would give the very first message, if you had a marketing campaign, and you were able to hire a person Mark. Would you hire the people that were considered the lowest rung of society? That's who the shepherds were. And yet, God entrusted them with the message of Christ first. In Luke chapter 2, very powerful. We read of the story of the birth of Christ in verse 1, 2, 3. And, and, and then the announcement of Christ. There was the birth of Christ. And then actually the announcement of Christ in real time right in the fields outside of Bethlehem. The Bible says that God gave this message. I'm talking today about a message of joy. How do we walk in joy? How do we live in joy in spite of our environment? I believe the shepherds, they give us a clue. Number one, I want to talk to you about three choices that we can make that the shepherds made that result in joy. Number one, the first thing that I see is the shepherds chose to hear the good news. They chose to hear. By the way, you and I have a choice. We can choose to hear bad news or we can choose to hear good news. You guys ever get a phone call from somebody? I know that a lot of times we just, we don't want to answer the phone anymore because of all the telemarketers, all the different things out there. But one time, years ago, I actually answered the phone. It was a telemarketer. I don't know how they disguised their voice it was the best. You won and it was like a lot of money. I was like, whoa, that's amazing. And then I realized that's not true. I understand there's a step and a step and a step and I get all that now. But the reality is when you actually hear good news, it brightens up your feelings and your day. Good news. Everybody say good news. news. In the same way, when you hear bad news, it constricts how you feel emotionally. It impacts you psychologically, emotionally, physiologically. There's good news and there's bad news. Pastor Steve, how do I walk in joy consistently in my life? It's all based upon what you focus on. The good news or the bad news? The shepherds focused on the good news. Luke chapter 2 verse 10. But the angels said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news. Everybody say good news. good news. You know, some of you grew up maybe in church and here, which is true. We talk about the Old Testament, and the New Testament, and the first four books of the New Testament are the Gospels. We call them the Gospels. But actually the message of the Gospel, the message, it is contained in the Gospels, but it's bigger than, quote, those four, four books, the message of the gospel, the word gospel actually means one, two, three. Anybody that knows it, just shout it out loud. What does the word biblically, the word gospel mean? One, two, three. It actually means good news, evangeline. It's the good news to herald the good news. Luke chapter 2, verse 10 But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for I bring you, come on, everybody say it, good news. There's a choice. You've got a choice today. Pastor, I want to walk in joy. What are you going to listen to? Good news or bad news? Good news of great joy. That will be for all the people. Well, the shepherds, they showed up for work that day. And of course, you know what shepherds do. I've taught you this if you've been a member of this church for a long time. What do shepherds do? They, Shep. (laughs) Hey, listen, they showed up for work that day, listen, with low expectations, they just showed up, man. I'm just going to go, Oh, hey, are you doing, man? And we're just kind of and We've been doing this a long time. Our grandpa shouting. Our grandpa's And they just kind of, listen. And, and by the way, I say this very respectfully. Sometimes how some people show up for church, I'm just kind of going through the ritual, the routine, but little did they know that that day was going to be a different day. Yeah. By the way, you ought to come to church with an expectation that this is your day. That God's going to visit you this day. This moment. Through this word, through that worship, sir, God's going God's to gonna touch your life. God specializes in breaking into our routines. And that's exactly what happened that day. They're out there shopping and all of a sudden, boom, good news. They had to make a choice. They had to make a choice. Romans chapter 1, verse 16, in the Living Translation, the scripture tells us about the good news and what it really means. Paul says, for I'm not ashamed of the good news about Christ. By the way, book of Romans, I'm going to do the first eight chapters in January. It's actually going to be six weeks. We're going to be talking about the good news as it's built out through the book of Romans. Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the good news. There's a choice. You and I have a choice. By the way, our whole culture has a choice right now. People have a choice. Do we focus on good news or bad news? It'll really affect how you feel. Good news just makes you feel good saying it. Good news. I like good news. Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the good news about Christ. It's God's powerful method of bringing all who believe in it to heaven. Now, everyone is invited to come to God in this way. God, the mystery of the gospel, the mystery of Christmas is that Jesus Christ left his home to come down to our home, to become one of us, to die for us, to be raised for us. He's seated on the right hand of God for us, all of this for us, and it's a call and it's an invitation of good news. In other words, the text message has gone out. He's waiting for somebody to reply. By the way, has this ever happened to you guys? Have you ever had somebody, okay, like you text message somebody. I don't know if this bugs you or not. But when you text message somebody and, okay, you send it and you press send and they get it and they read it. And it says read, not just delivered. It's like another level and there's no response. You know what I'm talking about? You can feel that anxiety right now. Of like, what's up? It's like, why are they not? You know, it's, like, it's like, it's like, okay, why are they not responding? Well, they're driving. Well, then they shouldn't have read it. <laughs> I'll put you in a corner every time with the Bible. You know what I'm talking about? I'm just joking. Okay. Listen, listen. Okay. okay. Well, they shouldn't have read it. No, they, they're sitting there and you're like, okay, now watch this. The moment, okay, it's like, okay, One Mississippi. Why don't we say, one Louisiana, two the, okay, you know. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Why are they not responding? Now, all of a sudden, you're like, what's up with that? Why are they not responding? I went through all this trouble. They read it. I know they read it. They should turn off the red part. Why are they not responding? And the longer it goes without them responding, and it's not like it was a huge Thing, although the gospel's huge, it may have just been like, where are you going for lunch? Well, the reality is, is that we did get a huge message. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believeth on him. The invitation went out. <laughs> Delivered. <laughs> Read. What is our response? Everybody say good news. good news. By the way, the good news has gone out to you that you can have life in Christ, new life in Christ that you can live a different life, that you can be, listen, forgiven of your sin, that you can receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And we have the opportunity to respond to the good news. Okay, number one, pastor, how do you walk in joy? Number one, it's every day it's a choice. Do we focus on good news or bad news? Because there's a lot of bad news out there. I'm not gonna ask for a show of hands. Everybody should raise two. We know there's a lot, but it's good news. All right, number one. How do I walk in joy? Focus on good news. Number two, watch this. The second thing that the shepherds did. Joy continues when you do what God says. Luke chapter two, verse 15. When the the angel had left them and went into heaven and the shepherds said to one another, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Why did they go? Because they believed what God spoke through the angels. They could have chosen to ignore the call. They could have just read it and not responded. They could have heard it, but not done anything about it. It's one thing to hear the news. The Bible talks about being a hearer of the word, but then a doer of the word. It's not just hearing the word. It's not just coming to church. It's not just being in a small group, but then it's applying scripture to our lives. That's where transformation takes place. And the reason why, listen, so how does joy come? It comes by hearing, but then we've got to actually obey when we actually obey what God says to do. Joy begins with what we hear. Joy continues as we obey. What is God telling you to do? What is God telling me to do? Maybe you feel stuck, figuratively speaking, in the fields. Maybe you feel stuck in the Judean fields outside of Bethlehem. And you've had an encounter with God, you've heard, you've had good news spoken, but now, now there's this gap where it's like, okay, I've heard it, but what am I going to do? Something, am I going to do? Maybe, maybe, maybe it's to reconcile a relationship. Maybe it's to step out and start something. Maybe it's to send a letter. Maybe it is to send an email. Maybe it's to have lunch with somebody. Maybe it's to go back and do something that God told you to do, but you didn't do it. In other words, joy comes as we hear good news. Joy continues as we obey God. Listen to me. There's always joy right on the other side of obedience. The Bible talks about Jesus. He endured the cross knowing there was joy on the other side. He suffered because he knew there was joy. There's always joy. Joy comes, listen, but joy continues. Joy comes, but joy continues. In other words, it continues. They heard the message, but then they had to obey. Question, what does God ask you to do that he's waiting for you to obey? Wow, I don't don't know. I, I don't know what he's asking you to do. I know what he's asking me to do at times. And by the way, I miss it sometimes. I'm so grateful for God's grace. I'm so grateful that God comes back and, 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 and he'll speak again. It's kind of like your parents. You know, when they ask you when you're a kid to clean your room, but then when they use your middle name, it's like another level. God, will go to the, God has gone to the greatest length to get our attention by sending a son. Yeah, Everybody say good news. Good news. What is God saying to you? Number two, what is he asking you to do? What is he asking you to do this season? Some of you guys are going to go to parties today. Some of you guys, maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's stopping something. Maybe it's starting something. Maybe it's calling someone. But I know this. But if we'll do what God tells us to do. Joy comes, but joy continues. Joy comes as we believe the good news. Joy continues as we, watch this obey what he tells us to do. Let me give you the third and final thing and I'll close. Joy comes when we choose to tell someone else. We believe it, we obey it, and then we share it. We believe it, we obey it, and then we gotta share it. And it grows. Luke chapter 2 verse 17. And when they'd seen him, the baby, so they heard, they obeyed, then they saw. And when they'd seen him, the baby Jesus, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. In other words, they went out and immediately they begin to share Christ. They begin to talk. They begin to, to talk about this baby that is gonna transform the world. Psalms 107, with joy, they should tell what he has done. You guys know where I, I share my testimony a lot? I'll tell you why I share my testimony a lot. It's not because I'm a preacher, it's because I'm a Christian. Actually, my testimony is for you, but it's actually as much for me as it is for you because I know what it was like to be lost. I know what it was like to be broken in my soul. I, I know what it's like to be hopeless. I, I know what that was like. But I also know what it's like to be found. I also know what it's like to be forgiven. I also know what it's like to be empowered. I know what it's like to be lost, but I know what it's like to be found. In other words, when we tell somebody what Christ has done in our life, it builds their faith, but it builds our own. It builds us this Christmas season, in this new year. Guys, I'm telling you, our world is broken right now. They need good news. How is it gonna get out? Is God gonna send an angel? Let me tell you something, you are that angel. You and I, <laughs> I let me tell you, we ought to call our spouse an angel, but I'm going to tell you something, you really are a physical person in the flesh that God's gonna use. Because our world needs Christ right now like never before. Man, our world is hurting and they need to hear good news. Everybody say good news. By the way, you know why I talk about small groups a lot? I'll tell you why I talk about small groups a lot. It's in a small group I got saved. It's in a small group I got discipled. It's in a small group I came to Christ. I, I, I got saved in, in, in a small group. I, I got discipled in a small group. That's why we push small groups so much. Why? There's something about, there's something about being in a group that's why we talk about the beginning of the year, getting a small group, our small group campaigns, our, our, our community series, whatever you call it. I wanna close with this. I wanna encourage you, if, if you've not heard, maybe online we've been talking about it for two weeks, the hope again, everybody say hope again. What is hope again? We're going to have over 10,000 people in small groups. We're going to have over 1,000 small group hosts leading people for six weeks. And I'm believing for community, every one of the places where our campuses are, I'm believing for community transformations because our communities need hope. And only in Christ is true hope found. Listen to me, only in Christ, only in Christ. I want to encourage you, if you would be open, listen to me, stay with me. If you're open, would you please consider hosting a Hope Again group? All, all you have to do is, is text Hope Again to eight two two eight two two. You just dial 822-822. Put that in your phone and then, and then just put in the message Hope Again. Some information. Come, why is this important? We're going to have an opportunity. Do you know we'll have actually, we'll potentially have more people even in small groups than we might even have on our weekend attendance? And the reason why, and by the way, there's online groups all over the world that will be doing this hope again. You're going to hear a lot about it. Why? Because this is a moment. Our world is broken and our world needs good news. Everybody say good news. Good news for a broken world. Good news for a broken world. Good news for a broken life. There's no better news that somebody can hear when they're broken. Listen, other than good news that you can be healed. There's no better news when you are lost that you can be found i never forget, I got lost one time in the woods. I literally got lost. If you've ever been literally lost, I'm talking about lost, like in the woods, like where bad things can happen, like, for, like you're way lost. Not like, I'm lost, it's 50 acres. No, I'm talking like thousands and thousands. I was with a friend and I was so, when I found somebody else, And they said, I'll show you the way. Listen, I'm not the way. Jesus is the way. But I'm going to tell you what we're going to be doing in all the small group leaders. We're going to be pointing to Christ and the gospel. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Everybody say, good news. We're a good news church. We're a good news people. Followers of Jesus are good news people. Good news people. And a broken, messed up I'm gonna ask everybody to bow their heads. Every one of our campuses, those that are joining us online right now. If you do not know Christ, if you're not sure about your relationship with Christ, I wanna pray for you today. I can't save you, Church of the King can't save you, but I tell you who can, his name is Jesus. He died on the cross for you. He shed his blood for you to wash you, to forgive you, and to make you new. My question is, do you know Christ? Do you know that you know if you die today that you're ready to stand before God? In just a moment, every single person all across our campuses and those that are joining us online, I'm going to give you an opportunity. If you say, Pastor, pray for me. I need Christ. The Bible says, whoever calls upon the name of Jesus shall be saved. Do you know Christ? If you died today, are you ready to stand before God? I settled that 33 years ago. I was 19 years old. I Listen, I chose to surrender my heart to Christ. I received Christ. And today your life your life can be changed. In just a moment, I'm going to ask a count of three. Pastor, pray for me. I need Christ. I'm not sure about my relationship with God. I want to surrender to Him. I need the blood of Jesus to wash me, to cleanse me, and to make me new. If that's you, the count of three, would you just lift your hand up high? One, two, three, quickly. Hold your hand up high so I can see it. God bless you right there. God bless you up top. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Anybody else? Pastor, pray for me. I need Christ. I'm not sure about God bless you, sir. God bless you, buddy. Anybody else? Pastor, pray for me. I need Christ. God bless you, sir. With everybody's heads bowed and eyes closed, church, let's pray with them right now. Can we do that? Come on, let's pray together. Say, dear Jesus, I come to you today, a sinner in need of a savior. Say this, say, Jesus, I repent of my sin, I let go of my past, and I turn to you. I turn to the cross. Say, Jesus, wash me with your blood. Give me a new heart, a new life, a new reason to live. I want you to say this last thing. Say, Jesus, I take my life, I put it in your hands. Let me pray. Father, I thank you for the sealing work of the Holy Spirit and the word of the living God taking root deep in the hearts of your people. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Man, what an incredible message. And for those of you who are making the decision right now to give your life to Jesus, we just wanna celebrate with you. We believe this is the best decision you could ever make. We are so excited for you. Yes, and if you have any questions whatsoever on what it means to follow Jesus, or if you need prayer, please let us know in the chat room right now, or you could text the word DECISION to number 822-822, and someone would love to connect with you. Well, guys, next time we are here together, we are gonna be celebrating Christmas at Church of the King. So remember to go to churchoftheking.com to check out all of our service times at all of our different locations. And remember before we end today to think about and pray about who you can invite to Christmas services with you. Man, I'm so excited to hear about what God is going to do through your life and the power of a simple invite. Let's be people who carry the light and hope of Jesus into every interaction we have. We'll see you next week.